Charles talked about, the Holy Spirit talked about the kingdom of God. Are you guys with me? Is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17. Are you there? Righteousness, this right relationship with the Lord, coming to this right place with God, his gift of righteousness he bestows upon us, the peace, the shalom, nothing missing, everything the way it should be. And it good and joy in the Holy Spirit, right? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Isn't that good? Come on, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. This is the kingdom. He talks about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, right? Not three gods, but three persons in one God, which no one can ever figure it out, but it's amazing that we want to talk about Holy Spirit. We talk about the Father, the Son, but Holy Spirit's really good to talk about, especially in a community like this. Yes? Yes, bro. All right. When I first got saved, people did ask me, like, do you know about the Holy Spirit? And I had no idea what they were talking about. I was like, the Acts 19, where they're like, we have no idea. We've never even heard of the Holy Spirit. I had no clue. Anybody else like that? I didn't go to church a lot. And then when I did, it wasn't really listening, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I remember reading my Bible after I started following the Lord and said, God, here, you can have my heart. I remember getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I remember a couple of major things happened in my life. One of the first things I experienced was that the things that used to drag me away into sin didn't have any more power. Does that make sense? Things that tempted me at one time didn't have the same power that it had before. It was like Romans chapter 6, 14, where sin no longer rules over me, will no longer master me. Anybody else experience that? Isn't it awesome when you experience that? The presence of God changed my life. I believe the Spirit of God is the game changer in all this. Absolutely. And we could talk about this. Charles, I don't know if he's just going to do the summer, but I'm like, we could do for years, like the Holy Spirit. Isn't it great? But uh, I just think this is awesome. And one of the other things that I found out happened in my life when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, I had this newfound uh, a boldness, strength, freedom to just tell other people about God without being freaked out, without being afraid of what they thought. Anybody else experience that? It's like Acts 1.8, stay in the silo till the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It'll make you witnesses, right? All over the place, wherever you live, you're a witness. And I couldn't help but think, God, I got to tell people about what had happened in my life because God made himself real to me. Anybody there? Isn't it good? Charles also mentioned 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. He says, now the Lord is the Spirit, yes? And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Isn't that good? There's freedom. It's really, really good. Now, if you're new to the culture of Life Center, which I think there's new people coming all the time, when you come into a culture like this, you may get freaked out about the freedom because the presence of the Lord here is people freely worshiping the Lord with all their spirit, heart, soul, mind, strength, whatever. Are you with me? When I first came, I was like, what are they raising their hands for? Like, I go to a concert or, you know, go to a sporting game, like, yeah. But I go to church, I'm like, what? Really? Raise your hands? I want to, I want to be cool. Like, really? Give it up. All right? The coolest thing is to love God with all your heart, right? So I, that was a paradigm shift for me, right? But it's like there's freedom. You can express your love to the Lord. But I remember going like, I can maybe get to the Frisbee level, you know? Uh, well, really, really, this is freedom. But it had to be in this freedom, this place of his presence, so I become more free, and it could be myself, and worship the Lord the way that I wanted to. Does that make sense? Isn't it good? Come on, any given Sunday, we have people here worshiping the Lord and they're expressing their love for God. And it might freak you out, okay? You got like, do you remember Sue Roby? Sue Roby's first service over here, been healed of cancer. Sue Roby and Stephanie Russell, they're doing the praiser song. I can't even do it. They're like, I'm like, what is that? They're free. They've been healed from stuff. Like they can worship however they want. Do you know what I mean? 
Are you with me? Or you got Ann Stock over here. She's doing like the hippie two-step. I don't know how she does it, but it's literally like the hippie chick from, you know what I mean? It's awesome. <laughs> okay. Isn't it good? Or my friend Daryl Lum. Do you guys know Daryl? He's like, I don't know, seven feet tall. He comes up and does Chuck Norris worship. And they're like, I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. I was talking about it. Where's Kurt? Kurt Meckes, man. He comes up and he worships and it's the coolest thing. He's like vibing with the Holy Spirit. I can't even do it. All right. Or the wall of worship over here with, with Luke and Dylan and Ben, they're like eight feet in the tall, you know, when they're stretching their arms. It's like the sons of Anak are worshiping, you know? You gotta worship how you say that word, sons of uh, Anak, right? Okay? Or the youth doing whatever they do. Are you with me? It's okay to say people's names, right? We're not here to protect the innocent because the blood of Jesus made them all innocent, all right? Get over it. Are you with me? Come on. That's all right. We're family. We can say this stuff. I celebrate people. I love seeing them worship God. They're not doing it to be weird, Okay, if you're just doing it to be weird and get attention, well, then it's weird, but we don't want to be that way, all right? <laughs> Yay, amen, brother, okay? Sorry, I'll just keep going here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's wild. Okay, now we'll get to the new stuff. Romans 8, 14, <laughs> just a little review. Romans 8, 14 says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now, when I first read that as a young believer, I was freaked out because I'm like, I don't know if I'm a son because I don't think I'm being led by the Spirit. I didn't even know how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Are you there? I was led by my flesh a lot, which got me in trouble. I was led by my mind a lot, thinking things were cool, and that was in trouble. But I went on to be learned to be led by the Holy Spirit, so I know that I know I'm a son of God. Are you there? Thank God for 15 and 16 and 17, those other verses. We've not received the spirit of slavery, leading to fear again. We've received the spirit of adoption as sons of which we cry out, Daddy, all right? Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, heirs of God, heirs with Christ. And that's where the name of the youth ministry came from, Airborne. Way back in 1987, 88, John and I read there, we're like, we're going to name it Airborne. It's just a little history lesson, folks, for you get that, okay? Romans 8, 17. So memorize that scripture. Just kidding. All right. So, <laughs> so how do we do this, all right? When you read the scriptures, I love when you read scripture, and you're like, how do I do that? Usually scripture interprets scripture. So you find another place in scripture where God shows you the how to do it. Isn't that good? So let's go to John chapter 14. You guys with me? I think Charles read these somewhere in one of those days he spoke about this. But John 14, verse 16. Jesus is speaking. He said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Helper, isn't that good? How many people need help? That he may be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, isn't that good? Now he's the helper, spirit of truth. And he said, you can't, the world can't receive it because it does not know him or see him, but you know him because he abides with you and he's gonna be in you in a little bit. Isn't that awesome? It's the he, Holy Spirit's called the helper. Helpers come and help you. Did you ever have someone come help you do something? Help you move, help you whatever. It's good, isn't it? It's like, thank you. He's called the helper. He comes alongside to help us do a lot of stuff. I love that, right? <laughs> Let's go back here, right? Help us do life, if I could say it that way. So go to John 14. Are you there? Same thing. We're going to verses 25 and 26. It says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. This is Jesus speaking. This is a big guy, okay? He will what? Teach you all things. Isn't that good? It'll bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, this is amazing. He'll teach us all things. He'll teach us how to do life. He'll teach us how to love the unlovely. He'll teach us how to parent your children. He'll teach you how to honor your boss that's dishonorable, whatever you want to say. He'll teach us how to do those things that we can't do on our own. Isn't that awesome? He's going to teach us this. And I thought, God, this is so good. Now, look at me. I'm not talking about just being smart, you know, being successful, crushing life in the natural. I'm talking about how to do life in the Holy Spirit, in the kingdom. That's what he's trying to say. 
of course, with the natural things will help us do, but how do we do this? How do we live in the kingdom? How do we live in the Holy Spirit? That's what he's saying. I'll help you do this. I'll teach you how to do this. Isn't that good? How many people need taught how to do this stuff? Come on. He's, Jesus said, come and learn of me and learn of my ways. That's what we're doing. So wonderful. All right. And then he says, Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance all that he said to us. And I thought, oh, this is fantastic. I bet the disciples were freaking out. They're like, man, we've been there with this guy three and a half years. There's a couple guys have been describing stuff, but how can we remember all the amazing statements you said? So they're like, he's going to bring it all back to our memory. Now, for us who didn't walk the earth with them, well, I'm walking with them now, brother. You know what I mean. Not in the natural, okay? But I mean, we need to know what he said first, right? So we can bring it back to our memory. So what do you want to do? Put this in your brain, all right? Got it? Put it in your heart. Put it in your soul, right? The psalmist said, I put, my, put your word. I've, I've memorized. I've meditated in your word so I would not sin against you. I thought, God, help us to do this. And that, I've hidden your word in my heart. So good. God tells Joshua, he says, meditate on this thing all the time so you can do life according to my way, not according to your way, according to my word, according to my ways, according to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? It's so good, isn't it? You can't believe how many times the Holy Spirit has brought back to my mind the, the scriptures. Now, look at me. If you don't know this, I don't know if you can bring it back to your memory. I had buddies in college who were like, oh, I don't need to study. I'm just going to pray. God's just going to show me stuff. I'm like, really? I don't think so. I don't think so, bud. You may fail on that one. Hello? Come on, because he wants us to do the natural. He does the super. Even if I've read it once, but I want to get it somewhere, okay? Are you there? It's so awesome. I can't believe how many times the Holy Spirit's brought back little just clips of Scripture or just, you know what I mean, even the general principle of a Scripture to my mind at the right time at the right place. Can't believe how many times I've heard general answer turns away wrath. I'm like, really? I want to respond with wrath. But they're like, a general answer turns away wrath, right? <laughs> forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, they do. They know what they do. Well, forgive them anyhow, dumb dumb. I'm like, sorry. Are you with me? Come on. <laughs> God gives grace to the humble. Okay, we'll humble ourselves because he resists the proud. And even though I know what to do better than they do, all right? <laughs> or lay your life down for the, for the person around you, just like Jesus laid his life down for us. Isn't that good? Come on. Let the scriptures come back up in your heart. He said, I'll bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. But we got to hear what he said to us, right? Are you there? Okay. Let's go to John 16. Skip up a few chapters. 16 verse 13. It says, he, Jesus, he's saying this again. He said, when he, who's he talking about? The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all the truth. This is one of the most powerful statements that Jesus could make about the Holy Spirit. He's going to guide us. We desperately need a guide today, don't we? How many people need God? I need a God to show me where to go, which way to go. I need guidance in my life. Well, I'm a pretty smart guy, of course, but I still want him to guide me because his way may be different than my ways. His ways are a little higher. Don't you agree? Hello. Okay. But I mean, the whole world is full of opinions and, and, and all kinds of attitudes and ideologies and conspiracies and genesis. It's hard to read anything in journalism today and believe it's true. You might have fragments of truth in it, but it's like, really? This is the deal. This is the truth. Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. That changed my life when I got saved. I grew up with a family, they did sales. And it was like everybody fibbed for like whatever, a few hundred bucks. It's like, whoa, you know what I mean? You got this, I'm like, this is all true. This is not the Wall Street Journal, this is not CNN, this is not Daily Mail, this is not TikTok. This is the truth, nothing but the truth. Thank you, God, <laughs> all right? Isn't that good? Come on, it's so awesome. I'm like, wow. And if you ever think about how the Satan tempted Jesus, he took a part of the truth and he twisted it, didn't he? I'm like, that freaks me out. 
And Jesus, thank God, he's responding with scripture. And I thought, how much more we today, us, the church, believers, spiritual believers, need to have the whole counsel of the word. So we know what he's saying. So we're not deceived with a little bit of truth and a lot of lie. It's like, God, help us. Amen. It's so good. God, just show us. All right. It's really good. Like, ah, all right. Okay. So it goes on to verse 13 and says this. He will not speak on his own initiative. We're there at John 16. You guys with me? 16, 13. He will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And that's such a good thing, isn't it? I've made that my goal. God, I don't want to speak to promote myself. I want you to get the glory. You could just camp there and say, God, make that my personality. Sorry, back to the other part. He gets on here and says, he, he will he speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. Well, he's going to show us what's going to come. That's awesome, isn't it? How many people, is the, how many people in this room have experienced the Lord showed you something's going to happen and it happens? You're like, and then you act surprised. Oh, well, it's just like you said. Yeah, welcome to this party, folks. Like, hello, you there? I've been telling you this for a long time. I still get surprised when the Holy Spirit, I go like, it's just like you said. I didn't even this past week with a young guy. And I remember the Holy Spirit said, these two things are going to happen. And the two things happened exactly the way the Lord said. And I was surprised. I'm like, wow, it's just like you said. Like, uh, how long have you been doing this, bub? <laughs> get, get, on the, get on the page here, all right? Like, help us. Like, God, it's so crazy, isn't it? The word for Holy Spirit is paracletus. What, that doesn't matter. But what it means is really important. Comforter, advocate, intercessor. He is all these things to us, and he does all these things for us. Isn't that good? You can just start with the comforter. The comforter. The comforter comes and comforts you. How many of you have experienced the comfort of Holy Spirit in time of need? There's nothing like it. It's better than any hug a human can do. And hugs are good, but it's really good that you have the comfort of the whole of Holy Spirit come in your life. I remember my sister passing years ago, and it was like we were all, I was angry. Like, this girl got me saved. There's a zillion teenagers. I don't know how many thousands of kids came to her funeral, and she really impacted the world. I'm like, this isn't fair. She's in her 40s. You know, and I remember the Holy Spirit coming and comforting me. I was like, oh, I'm gonna be okay now. But at the time, I wasn't. Are you there? Anybody experience that? It's crazy. The comforter, the comforter. What a great name for Holy Spirit, isn't it good? Okay, so he does all these things, right? He does all these things. What do you mean? He teaches us all things. He brings to our remembrance all that he said to us. He leads us and guides us into all the truth, and he shows us things to come. Now, that's his role. That's a lot that he's doing, isn't it? That's a lot Holy Spirit does. We can spend years on this stuff. Now, there's a few simple keys that we need to remember. Like, okay, so what's my part going back to how to be led by the Spirit of God? These are just, there's a million keys. I'm just giving you a few today. Number one, be aware of his presence. Be aware. I got three A's. I don't know how I get those. I get little things like that. Anyhow, aware of his presence. I want to be aware of his presence. What do you mean? Like, I'm aware. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He even says that. He's going to stay with you guys forever. And then in Hebrews chapter 13, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Remember that? So those are promises that changed my life and still changed my life. He's not somewhere off. He's in me, with me. Isn't that good? Man, it brings security like never before. I remember being a young college student going into interviews, and I like, my friends were like, oh, no, this is a big corporation. I'm like, what are you nervous about? I'm like, you're not nervous? I'm like, I have the Holy Spirit. Worst thing they can do is like, we don't want you. I'm like, well, I know who wants me. I'm good. You know what I mean? So, man, well, if this isn't a good job, I'll get a better job. <laughs> you there? <laughs> Took fear away because I knew that he was in me and with me. That's the littlest thing. There's a million ways you can know this, all right? And that goes to be aware of his presence. And how do we do that? By acknowledging the second A. Acknowledge his presence. What do you mean? Talk to him all the time. 
Acknowledge them when you wake up in the morning. Acknowledge them when you're driving your car. That really helps, folks. Okay, when you're driving your car. Acknowledge them when you're working on some project. When you're in the middle of the night changing diapers. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with me. Talk to me. Speak to me. Are you there? Whatever it could be. Cutting your grass. The most mundane things are the most intense things. Acknowledge him. Speak to him. Man, he's right there. Isn't it good? And after you acknowledge him, then act in the third day. Act on what he says. What do you mean? Do what the Holy Spirit says to you, <laughs> all right? Holy Spirit says amazing things all throughout Scripture. He says, and then people do it. And then you see what God does. It's amazing. How many people have had this happen to you? The Holy Spirit speaks three, four, five-word little statements to you that have changed my life, the course of my life. It's wild. It's totally crazy. In the Bible, just certain scriptures I'll give you. Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That kind of wrecks your theology. We'd send him to that devil? Like, what? I've felt that a few times. Like, Lord, did you send me into this situation? This is horrible. Right? <laughs> you there? <laughs> Some translations say he was driven. And then there's a whole theological discussion, right? Acts chapter 10, 8, 29 says, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go up and join this chariot. And Philip goes up and joins the chariot and does all these great things. Are you with me? Acts chapter 10, while Peter was reflecting on the vision. Do you remember this? The Spirit says, And behold, three men are looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them, and don't hesitate, because I sent them to you. That's a long, that's a big, he gave, he gave him a whole paragraph there, right? Isn't that great? <laughs> I didn't get whole paragraphs. I get like three words because that's probably all I can handle, right? <laughs> I mean, Isn't it good? Come on, this is so good. And Peter does and it changes. He gets into the whole, it, I mean, these all whole people group. They didn't know about God, come to know God as a result of him listening to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? So good. Acts chapter 13, while they were ministering to the Lord, fasting, he in fasting. There you go. Do that one. Okay. Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. Do you understand? Isn't that good? In my own personal life, I have a few minutes to share a few stories here. In my own personal life, I was sharing with one of my children this week and telling them that most of our life together, 35 years, we've heard three, four, five word statements that just go like, I did this and that's what we're supposed to do. Isn't it wild? Can I give you a few of those? I remember I first got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I was, I was a student at Penn State, and I remember walking down College Avenue, I ran into an old friend of mine, and we had partied. We were crazy together. We had lifeguarded together, which is a whole craziness. And I remember talking to him for a few minutes and walked on by, and the, and the Holy Spirit says, tell him what happened to you. And I was like, turned around, I'm like, hey, man, I got to tell you what happened to me. And I just unloaded on him, told him, like, God, save me, fill me with his Holy Spirit. And he's just like, well, you're a crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, here's the best part about it. He calls me at 3 a.m. that night, you know, with the cord phones. Says, dude, God is in my room. I don't know what's happening. I met Jesus. He's like wrecked. <laughs> we end up becoming, we became roommates for the next two years. Isn't that crazy? Awesome man of God. Evangelist, so powerful. Isn't that good? Simple, simple stuff. I remember coming home. I was working at a church and state college after I graduated Penn State. I was there for about two years. I remember coming home at a Christmas uh, vacation just to break, to be home for Christmas, see family and John and Patty were in this area and some other siblings came back. And I remember driving back and he said, move home and help your father. And I'm like, well, I'm 20, it's almost 26 years old. Like move home, get thee behind me. That is not the Lord. You know what I mean? Anybody do that? You wrestle those things out. Like this is not my vision. My vision was 40,000 undergrads. We get them all saved. At least get 30,000 out of them. You understand? I was like, that was my vision. My, my whole drive was at that point. But he said, move home and be with your father. Within 60 days, my father has a heart attack, has quadruple bypass surgery, and I'm helping him. 
Isn't that wild? Which brings me toward fellowship, and in here, I'm here. Isn't that wild? Now, honestly, I thought, okay, I'm going to move home. I did my penance. I'll get a real job. I literally did. I thought, honestly, I thought I had to pay God back for a few years, and then I'll get a real job where I can get really paid. (laughs) But I didn't, and I'm here. Aren't I good? Years ago, in the early 90s, we, we, uh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about our youth ministry. We had kids, really great kids, and we were on 13th Street. We had kids, just talented, career, charismatic kids, get saved, starting to follow the Lord. And then they finished the, our youth ministry, and they graduate, and they would fall out in life. Girls would get pregnant out of wedlock. Guys would get out of college. There was just all this, I could say, unsuccessful, if I could say it that way. I was like, God, we're failing. I'm not training these kids. And I heard him say this really simple thing, let them do it. I was like, oh, we're going to let the kids do the youth ministry. So I sat down with Charles and John. I said, look, I want to change the whole youth ministry. We're going to make it youth-led. And they're like, Charles like, it's going to be messy. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be messy. <laughs> and then let, we let the kids do it. Does that make sense? They started leading the worship. They preached. They did the announcement. And it show, totally changed. It went from a certain amount of kids to quadruple amount of kids. And kids really got saved. We started seeing kids come in from the high schools all over the place because they took ownership. Isn't that wild? It's airborne today. A lot of way airborne is today because of that. Just me simply hearing four words, let them do it. Isn't that awesome? So good. I could just share story after story. I know we're going to watch our time here, but um, ah, man, there's so many good ones here. I, we were on a mission trip in the Czech Republic. I remember this. Uh, we set up this big circus tent in the town square, and I probably shared part of this before. And uh, nothing was happening. There was like nobody coming to the meetings. And this young guy, Stanislav Bubik, said, hey, man, we're going to go to 11 cities. And we were the first city. There hasn't been evangelism in maybe 300 years. It was early 90s. And I'm like, Stanislav, there's nothing happening. What are we doing here? But I heard the Lord say, serve the people. And then that's simple, like serve the people. And I thought, what, what does that mean? So I pressed in and I said, Stanislav, let's take each morning off from six to noon. We're going to fast. And then we're going to take three afternoons and we're going to just go do service projects for people. I said, where are all the masses of people? He said, oh, there's a government center. There's an education. There's a business center. So we went there. And when, you know what we did? We picked weeds and we picked up trash. And we smiled and loved on people. It's crazy. And then we said, now let's have a meeting. 500 goth kids from the Czech Republic showed up with chains and armor. Going, ah, we're here to hear you. And we were freaked out. Like, wow. And we saw tons of them get saved. Isn't that awesome? Just because the Holy Spirit says, serve the people. Simple stuff like that. Are you with me? Come on. Most of you guys can testify. The Lord spoke to you. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. And it's acting upon what he says. All right? So we want to be aware. We want to acknowledge him. We want to act on what he says. So good. And there's a million stories here, okay? Fun one we had just last week at the beach. Can I share that real quickly with you? One more. And we, we went to the beach and we took these little mini tables. And my wife got them and she's like, why are you taking these tables? They're really nice. I'm like, no, no, it's really good. You can sit on a beach chair and you put your food on it. You know, they're really cool. So about the third or fourth day we came out to set up, the beach, uh, the, little, the little tables were gone. I'm like, someone stole the tables. <laughs> that does seem piddly to you, right? You're like, who cares? But I really like these little tables. <laughs> And I hear the Lord say, pray for them. Pray for the people who stole the tables. And that, my first reaction was, might arrest them, do something else, but not pray for them. <laughs> Sorry, I won't say those things because it's violent. Anyhow, <laughs> which isn't good in church. So it's like, pray for these guys. So I remember my son and my daughter were like, we need to get them. My son, Matt, our oldest son, he's like, we're going to find them. And he starts hunting the dunes. We're at Outer Banks. Sorry. And he's walking over the dunes like, we're going to find them. I can't believe people still. And I said, Matt, let's just pray for him. So Matt, I said, Matt, let's just pray right now. We pray these people convicted. We pray that they bring them back. We pray they apologize when they bring them back. <laughs> this is <a> true story. <laughs> so I'm praying and he's still hunting. After we're done praying, he goes hunting. I know. I was looking for those tables. I'm going to get them. I'm going to find those people. <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyhow, it could have been what, 12.30 or one? Marcy and I are getting something out of the cooler under this canopy and we look up and this lady has the tables right in our face. Are these your tables? I'm so sorry, I took your tables. And she kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And Marcy and I just look at each other, we're like, you're so nice, you're wonderful. <laughs> my son, one of my daughters, I think Lauren was there. And Lauren's like, dad, God answers all your prayers. It's amazing, like it's amazing. I'm like, no he doesn't. <laughs> but it was just simple pray for them. You understand that? Instead of my physical being led by the flesh, which I wanted to do, <laughs> I was being led by the Spirit. I just responded, I'm going to pray for these people. I can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Were they expensive? No, but it was just awesome. She kept saying, well, didn't you, Mark? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I just smiled. I'm like, this is wonderful. I'm like, God, you're so good. You're so much better than I could ever be. You know? Are you there? So come on. We want to be aware. <laughs> We want to acknowledge them. We want to act on what the Holy Spirit says. It's your keys to listening and knowing Holy Spirit. 